You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Okay, Google, start podcast. Hold on, it's my it's my it's my yes, coworker. Yes, yes, my it's my, it's my recording. Don't worry. Okay. I th- Hello, I th- and welcome <laughs> back to Technipod. And uh, for the most part, we spoke about cryptocurrency last week, but mm-hmm. we're here to speak about something a little bit different this week, guys. So, the Internet of Things, the idea that every internet-capable device is connected. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? To be fair, or rather, um, to make things simpler, Internet of Things basically connecting all of your physical devices into the internet. So basically, you can do everything through the cloud, right? So everyone knows what the cloud is. It's already a big thing a couple of years Does ago. Does everyone know what the cloud is? Well, I feel like the cloud is just this thing in the sky that we don't really know. We don't understand it. Yeah, I work for a cloud computing company. My mom still thinks that I work with clouds. So, you know... <laughs> So basically, a cloud computing, everything that is done is being off-server or basically basically not through your own devices. So that's basically what the cloud base is. So basically what Internet of Things is, when things or assets such as vehicles, signboards, uh, cold storage units uh, are connected to the network and are able to send and receive data about maybe like your temperatures, the weight um, or your location. This is what we call as machine-to-machines. When all these devices are communicating autonomously, so that's basically what it comes to Internet of is Things. Is that like when the two Google Homes were talking to each other? Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I do very vividly remember that actually. And that kind of brings things in into what I wanted to start this off with. Mm-hmm. The idea that you could control your home from just a smartphone where you could ask your water kettle to boil you water while you were sleeping. For example, you could set up an automatic timer. Mm-hmm. At 7am, I'm going to wake up. I want hot water to make my tea. You could uh, use... The futuristic idea of your fridge automatically detecting that you no longer have eggs and then going to Tesco online and ordering eggs for you if Tesco has that API present right now. The idea that all these internet-capable devices can kind of play together similarly to how we saw two Google Homes speaking to each other in like an advert or a meme, for example. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to Home Assistant, right, we already have through our phones, through our Google Assistant, there are also Siri as well. There's also Bixby. When it comes to like Google, we have Google Home Mini and Google Home. Can you remind me like what Apple have when it comes to like Assistant Home? Okay, so Apple just recently got into this space and Apple has the HomePod Pro. And mm-hmm. all it really is, is uh, it's a speaker with lights. And yeah, I think that's about it. That, that's pretty much what the HomePod Pro is for the most part. But Apple will get there eventually. I, I'm, I'm faithful to the brand. I think they'll get there eventually. The they're, they're Apple not Amazon. <laughs> ecosystem will grow and thrive. They're, they're wow. not Amazon, but they'll get there eventually. See, Cat believes in me too. Cat <laughs> believes in Apple too. I feel left out. Either way, <laughs> since I'm using Google for the most part, and I know what the capability of Google Home and Google Home Mini are capable of doing. So basically what you do with Google Home, you connect it to your TV and basically use the Google Assistant. Let's say, for example, I want to go to a certain places. I just ask, okay, Google, how to go to a certain locations? And then it will appear on the TV. Once I confirm the location, I confirm the traffic. And then I'll say, okay, Google, send it to my food. Sorry. Wow, my phone. That, <laughs> phone? <laughs> that, was, that was Aiden's phone, actually. <laughs> Maybe you're saying, okay, Google, a little bit too much. <laughs> yep, yep. But basically, if you're using Google Home or Google Home Mini, you can transfer all your data from the TV into your devices and you don't have to 
you know, search it through Google Maps, for example. I'm not really sure about Apple Pod can do the same capability as Google Home. Uh, for the most part, Siri does have like geolocation capabilities if you have them activated on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just be like, hey, Siri, weighs me to McDonald's. And Siri will do that. And yeah, Siri just popped up on my phone as well. Awesome. The idea of the length at which IoT is at right now is... Um, a rather hotly debated topic because you have a company like Amazon, right? Right. Where they make smart everything. Smart mm-hmm. solar panels that smart charge your smart water kettle that is connected to your smartphone that can then be used all in one great sequence. Right. Now, what we also do want to kind of bring up a little bit is the idea of things going on autonomously mm-hmm. where they're connected to something that gives them instructions and it just continues to run out of sight and out of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier today, you actually brought up the idea of a self-checkout area in China. Yep. So in this store, there's basically no one who actually going to attend the store. So you just check in and then you get a couple of stuff, put it over the counter and the counter will automatically detect what items that you want to check out and then use the online payment either using your debit card, credit card or maybe your e-wallet's. That's basically the future that I've seen, especially in this global pandemic. Wait, you mean like the machine will scan the items itself? You don't even have to scan it? Yep. Yep, the machine will actually automatically scan it. Well, there are a couple of technologies um, people will can use. Will the machine also bag your items for you? Well, the bag the bag is something you have to bag it yourself. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it's similar to Poundland in the UK where, you know, <laughs> yeah, you check out by it yourself. Yeah, like the but machine no. is there, you scan, scan. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah. this is just a machine that does the checkout process for you. So yeah. like maybe the Amazon one is a little bit like one step up because yeah. you don't even have to take it out. You just Put bring it, it out straight away. You can just walk out of the store without having to stop for anything. Yeah, that's basically the future or the idealist future that we had it into when cloud computing is becoming a thing here in Malaysia. I know for the fact that Max is trying to push IoT devices as much as they could. I'm not really sure we are in the peaks of IoT here in Malaysia. So this is going to be a little bit off tangent, but recently there's a Google Keynote that came out recently regarding Android 12. And one of the features is that you can unlock your car using your phone. Really? Your car key is on your phone. Yeah, so your car key is on your phone. So if you lose your phone, you lose your car. <laughs> so, oh my God. That reminds me of a funny story. My right. grandfather, his car, as long as you have the key in your pocket, mm-hmm. it can start. And um, there was once we went to a hotel, we were going for drinks and my dad handed the car over to the jockey. My my dad just walked out of the car with the car keys in his pocket and the jockey couldn't lock the car. Ooh, we came back out like two hours later and the jockey's like, I'm so sorry, I could not lock your car because <laughs> I don't have the car keys. <laughs> but like, we're so technologically if, advanced, we're going backwards in time now. <laughs> if the car key is on your phone, right, you wouldn't want to pass your phone to the jockey either. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's very true. So I'm, I'm curious, in the future, we no longer rely on jockey or maybe we still rely on jockey but we still have to use key. But for families, that share cars right then mm-hmm. how does that work can you have the car key on multiple phones that is a really good question and I'm looking forward for the next Google Keynotes when Android 12 came out currently it's currently on beta for Google Pixel but I think that there are more and more phones are available for Android 12 beta um, coming up soon I don't think here in Malaysia there is a car that can connect to your phone directly. Um, I'm looking forward to the future where Android Auto and uh, Apple, Apple CarPlay Apple CarPlay will be become a thing here in Malaysia because I love that feature. 
I love to connect my phone seamlessly to my car and basically just run Spotify, um, run Google Maps directly on my dashboard rather than on my phone for safety concern, obviously. And when it comes to like Apple, they take a little step up when it comes to uh, Apple CarPlay. Apple so yeah, CarPlay Apple CarPlay basically mimics your entire mm-hmm. iPhone on mm-hmm. the screen of a car. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's one of the more next level features. And going back to the whole concept of today the IoT the internet of things and how everything's connected I like the idea of having the ability to add your car into that mix as well because now when your car needs a software upgrade it's already connected to your phone that's connected to the Wi-Fi so the idea of being able to frequently update the software that's in a car Mm -hmm. is uh, one of those really cool things that I think car manufacturers are going to get into because for the most part car software has been pretty lackluster across the last 5-10 to years and then we get Android Auto Apple CarPlay and it's a huge difference in the experience. Yep, that's very true. But all this seems pretty mild so far. These are all like small quality of life upgrades. When are the robots taking over and when do I have to go into hiding? So before we go full iRobot, I still believe there's going to be multiple different decades. In fact, maybe our children's children might be the one to be able to face that reality. Are we that far off? People are marrying holograms. People are marrying holograms? They are. In Japan, who is the the anime figure again? Uh, that would be Hasune Miku. So to put it into context, a couple of years ago, there's a Japanese man married with a hologram representing Hasune Miku. So Hasune Miku is basically a character in one of the voice synthesizer software made by Yamaha called Vocaloid. It's really super duper popular here in Malaysia as well as international. And it becomes a really hot topic. But basically what that hologram can do is respond to your speech recognition. Let's say, for example, if you say Miku-chan, tadaima, and she will respond... Translate, um, Miku, I'm back And she will respond to you uh, Welcome back So it's one of the really cool things When it comes to Japan A little bit side tangent But kind of related There is a device I can't remember which company made it But it's a Pikachu That is connected to your entire home So if you want your light to turn on and turn off, you want to change your TV channel, you can basically say to Pikachu saying that, hey Pikachu, change channel. And it actually changed your TV channel. But does she go Pika Pika every yeah, time? Yeah, it does. It does. It definitely does. Yeah, Pikachu, turn the lights off. Pika Pika. Yeah. And if, in fact, like if you want to go to sleep and then Pikachu or Yasumi or Pikachu, good night. And Pikachu basically just respond, Pika Pika. In really... <laughs> oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> that, that, that's slightly creepy slash adorable. But I think the reality that Cat is alluding to here is more of like the Wally style of reality, you know? Yeah, Where yeah, yeah. people become, become a little bit incompetent because everything is so, you know, easy at your fingertips mm-hmm. that, well, the robots pretty much take over because uh, if you recall in Wally, people were fat and sitting down in a chair all the time mm-hmm. and they weren't really doing anything to fight back against the robots pretty much automating their life. Yeah, that's I true. I think that's, that's more along the lines of uh, where we're going to steer this right now. Actually, I don't know if you guys have seen Love, Death and Robots. I haven't. There I haven't is it, yeah. one episode where the yogurt where the bacteria in yogurt, the yogurt culture is like this super genius bacteria that takes over the world. And then like at the very end, they're like, oh, humans are so incompetent. We have made their lives perfect. Now we are leaving them. And then the humans just stare up at them as they jet off into space thinking, what yogurt? do we do now? Like yogurt? Like yeah. yogurt? calcium? Yogurt? Slightly <laughs> like- different 
from robots, but same, same. <laughs> Where is this coming to? But either way, I think that when it comes to robot become fully autonomous, I think that is a really far future. I know for the fact that Elon Musk is making Neuralink, if I'm not mistaken, basically putting a microchip inside your head so that you can basically connect it literally everything on display in, in front of your face. I think that future is going to be far off, but it's one of the futures that I think that is going to become a reality moving forward maybe 20, 30 years That ahead. almost sounds very movie-like, the idea of that having screens appear in front of your face. Mm-hmm. A movie like that. I mean, there's <gasps> Transcendent where this guy, Johnny Depp, uploads his brain onto a network and then he slowly like gains all this artificial intelligence and like it's pretty cool like um, once he's connected to everything he is the internet of all things and he can literally create like body parts with nanoparticles in the air it's Mm. pretty insane will we ever reach that? is that even possible? uploading your brain to the internet? Making body parts with nanoparticles in the air? When it comes to nanoparticles, I think that that research is far long in the future. Uploading your conscious into the internet, I think that is also going to take far long in the future as well. Because remember, like one cell basically can store um, almost two or three terabytes for each cell. So that, that means that it can worth up to like quadrillions worth of terabytes of your conscious. So that means my brain will fit maybe like th- two to three like in enterprise grade industrial server. See, I, th- I told my <laughs> high school teacher that I, won't con- I wasn't completely empty up there. What are the devices that you guys really want to put into your home? Particularly. So Amazon actually has this range of products called the Amazon Basics range, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea here is they're all really basic products to get you into IoT at a really affordable price. And in that range, they actually have the Amazon Basics speakers. Right. And all it is, is it's a three-pin plug with a speaker on it. Mm-hmm. And all you can do with that is plug it into a wall. It wirelessly connects via 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz to among the speakers themselves. It mm-hmm. creates a, a kind of a neural mesh and then it connects to your phone so that... You can play music throughout your entire house. So if you were to say, Alexa, I want to be in a rainforest. And Alexa will just be like, okay, playing rainforest sounds. And your whole house will sound like a rainforest. Oh, that's so nice. If your house had like a fountain and you had a lot of plants. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice to zone out, to zen yourself. That is similarly how you would set up a Sonos speaker, correct? Actually, yes. Sonos is one of the very few people that are currently utilizing deep data analytics as well as the embedded machine learning that Amazon has provided via the Amazon Web Services platform. Right. And uh, Sonos is actually kind of making the most of it doing stuff like this. My personal take when it comes to IoT devices... I just want that Pikachu IoT thing, but replaced with Eevee because that's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Is Eevee you? your personal form of Chobits? Uh Yes. So for those who are wondering what Chobi is, it's basically a really old anime regarding a girl who is basically a walking computer, right? So that's basically what a Chobi is. The anime is really super duper cutesy. I really highly recommend if you guys haven't watched the anime. But I think that there is no way that we can achieve a walking computer unless if, uh, again, in the near future, we have a sentient robot in the future. And all you have to do is just browsing your favorite YouTube videos on a walking robot, <laughs> I guess. What you guys are looking forward to when it comes to a Chobit-like situations? I think Japan's already working on humanoid robots, right? <laughs> oh yeah, de- definitely. But definitely. honestly, maybe I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I'm a bit scared because I watched iRobot when I was six in the cinema. 
and I've had nightmares of robots like jetting in. One of the robots even like attacked my dad and then he became a robot and his upper half was robot but his lower half was Oh my god, it's a robot zombie! (laughs) Yes! But I don't know why my kindergarten self thought that if my dad were to become a robot, his upper half would be the robot and not the lower half. Because I feel like at least the lower half logically makes sense. It's like prosthetics. I can imagine the way how you describe would be something similar to Terminator. Kind of, but without the killing instinct. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so we already talked about what IoT is. We already talked about the possible futures of IoT. Now we're going to talk about the downside of IoT. And this is actually something that we definitely need to address as well. When we become too reliant on technologies, what would happen when things starts to break down? So, for example, if you were relying on a super-duper extremely smart fridge to always start topping up the groceries that you needed, Mm -hmm. and one day, let's just say one day, the internet was down, Mm-hmm. And you never realized it, but you were out of eggs the whole day and you promised to bake a cake in the evening. Right. How are you going to get your eggs in the evening? Especially with lockdown now, everything's closed. Where are you going to get eggs from? That's true. We're so used to order things online. We tend to forget that sometimes we have to go out ourselves and actually grab the grocery in the old-fashioned way. We have to go outside? <laughs> well... But I wonder how those fridges felt when the first wave of the pandemic hit and groceries were not stocked did the fridges themselves feel distressed can't, I have fr- put in the order can't feel anything, can't. <laughs> are you sure though they might <laughs> pretty sure maybe they just keep putting in orders and like they're like where where's the groceries why is my eggs not coming where are these eggs I've ordered them like a hundred times now yeah and so like when you oh have God. fridges that help you order your groceries mm-hmm. Do they have like a buffer time? Do they know to wait? Oh, God. So, yeah. What we've spoken about now has been a little bit more wholesome and really, really not as deep as we can go into this topic. But the idea of heavily relying on the interconnected capabilities of the internet right now can also kind of trickle over to something, for example, like the medical field. Mm -hmm. So, if a doctor who is actually currently in the middle of uh, performing an operation is able to view, let's just say, the entire x-ray as well as MRI scan of a person's right arm as they were doing the operation. And out of nowhere, there's just a power shortage or there's just a internet disconnection. The doctor could potentially lose whatever he had on his screen there. Right. And then he would be going into the operation completely blind. So that's some of the darker side of things that could happen as well. Really, if you want to see what this is like, you could watch Grey's Anatomy because I'm pretty sure they have an episode about that as well. That's really, really interesting. I will definitely going to watch that. So this is a little bit of tech tips for everyone. Be sure to back up your data because anything can go wrong. Have an off-site backup either on your pen drive, either on your uh, hard drive. Maybe you guys can um, rent a cloud servicing, for example, Google Drive, and basically just offload every your data over there. And when your machine breaks down, you can just bring it back later. When it comes to medical fields, I know for the fact that they do have preventive measures for, let's say, for example, a power outage. They have backup generators and uh, other pieces of uh, kind of like safety net technologies like that in play as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ideal of medical field would be have a internal network. The hospital trying their best to protect their networks by having only internal network so that no other out- outsources came in and attack their entire infrastructures. 
And also when it comes to um, making sure that the networks keep up and running, they have the in-house server. There's also an off-site server just in case if anything goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's a, an, an entire reasoning why companies devote like entire like 50 to 100 man teams to take care of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because people's lives are on the line at the end of the day and you never want something like that mm-hmm. to be the cause of you know another life lost. Yeah, that's true. But with all that dark side of Internet of Things, I've seen a significant amount of potential in the future, especially here in Malaysia. I can imagine like, uh, for example, if I register a doctor appointment, right? So while I was waiting for a doctor appointment, maybe my Google Home Mini will say that the doctor already appointed you an appointment at this particular time, this particular day. I can see a future that Google Assistant going to be my personal assistant. Well, it's in the name, Google Assistant. For example, maybe there are certain things I forgot. Maybe my girlfriend's birthday, for example, saying that, hey, your girlfriend's birthday is tomorrow. You want to buy some flowers? Aiden, don't forget your anniversary. (laughs) And um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a really nice place to end things off here. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the most part, thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, hey Siri. And podcast. My phone. There's nothing to stop here. <laughs> <laughs>